Jim, Rowan, how you going? The G1's over. That was a long podcast. Um, and now we have the fallout of the G1. Oftentimes, the, um, the months in between um, the, the G1 ending and the uh, Tokyo Dome, like the second half of the year, is often uh, less eventful. But given I'm now basically following five promotions at a time, there's plenty to talk about. Um, with, of course, New Japan being the, uh, the priority, uh, the focus. So let's start by looking at their championship uh, picture. Tiger Mask is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion since the 8th of July. That's his fourth reign after he defeated Prince David in that uh, tournament following Inoue's move to heavyweight. The Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships are held by Minoru and Prince David of Rise. Just did a professional pause there to sneeze. You're welcome. Um, and then Tag Team Championship is on Togi Makabe and Toru Yano. That's since the second. I didn't say how long. Uh, Minoru and Devitt defeated Akira and Liger on the 21st of January. Sorry, not July. So um, just a couple months ago. Not even that. One month ago, really. And... Um, yeah, but Makabe and Yano have held the title since February, so they're the longest reigning champions at the moment in New Japan. Keiji Mudo defeated Nakamura in April and last defended the title against Nakanishi uh, on that same date as the uh, tag team, or junior tag team championships of 21st of July. And we've now had three of the major four tournaments uh, completed so New Japan Cup went to Tanahashi, Best of Super Juniors went to Inoue, and the G1 Climax. Now we know Goto won that one, defeating Togi Makabe in the finals on the 17th of August. So that brings us to well, actually, it brings us to All Japan, is the first one uh, that had a an event worth uh, noting here. So that was just a few days later on the 22nd. Only drew 900 to Korokuen Hall, despite a relatively strong lineup. They had uh, Satoshi Kojima defeating Taru by disqualification in just over 11 minutes. Um, this was, of course, the grudge match where Taru cost Kojima the match his uh, shot to get into the G1 finals um, when Kojima faced Togi Makabe. Tyra came out and, and was a part of costing him there. Of course, the uh, um, GBH also played their own part in all of that. But um, this time it was Tenzan making a surprise appearance in All Japan, doing the run-in um, to save Taru here because the Voodoo Murders group, which Taru leads kind of um, came in just as Kojima was leaving. They attacked him, hung him outside the ring. 
Tenzan apparently came out to a big pop, cleaned house, and uh, yeah, kind of a reverse of Kojima coming up uh, to save Tenzan from GBH, because um, Voodoo Murders, they're the equivalent, I suppose, in all Japan of GBH. We also had some debuts for all Japan. Hiroki Goto and Shinsuke Nakamura came over. Uh, made their debut in All Japan. They defeated Akira Raijin and Keiji Muto in 18 minutes. Nakamura pinning Raijin after the landslide in a match where Goto laid out Muto with his shoulder breaker finisher. That, you know, the same finish that led him to the G1 Climax victory. Um, and it was announced that Nakamura would be in Goto's corner when he faces Muto for the title in Sumo Hall. The main event on this show was Gorentai, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Taiokea, defeating Joe Doring and Suwama. Non-title match, but the champions won anyway, Suzuki pinning Doring. Then we're back to New Japan, the 26th of August. It was Red Shoes Uno's 20th anniversary, held in Tokyo. Um, it was the 20th anniversary of his pro debut as a referee. Hiroyuki Red Shoes Uno, who's 41 years old, got his gimmick from Johnny Red Shoes Duggan, uh, who was a famous referee in the 60s and 70s in California, and was brought to New Japan for many of uh, New Japan's big matches back then. On this card, we had Tenzan, Nakanishi, and Nagata defeating the Heisei Ishigun, which was uh, Masashi Aoyage. Shiro Koshinaka and Tetsu Toshi Goto with Kengo Kimura and Kuniaki Kobayashi in their corner as well. The uh, Heisei Ishigun were the, the a mid-90s group. They were led by Koshinaka. Aoyagi was originally a rival of Koshinaka's but uh, was one of the founding members of the stable in 1992. And then Goto joined a year later, of course not the same, go to the one, the G1. Um, the stable lasted until 99. So a little throwback there. Then there was also uh, Tenru and Chono and Choshu defeating Makabe, Honma and Yano of Great Bash Heel. This is Tenru's return to New Japan for the first time uh, since 2004. And... Um, he was there because he, apparently, Tenru, broke Uno into pro wrestling in All Japan, where he started in 88, and then he went to uh, SWS and war with Tenru until joining New Japan in 2001. Um, so, yeah, uh, Tenru and Red Shoes have some history that way. And then we had the first Tiger Mask, Satoru Sayama and the current Tiger Mask defeating GBH's Gato and Jado in about 12 minutes. And then the main event on this show, Tanahashi and Nakamura teaming up to defeat Goto and Naito when Nakamura pinned Naito. Bit of a funny one there. Tanahashi and Nakamura teaming up as rivals facing 
Goto, which is Nakamura's tag partner, and Naito, who has his own tag partner, but out of nowhere is a part of that match. Though it is interesting with um, the benefit of hindsight to see those four there um, all in a match together in the main event uh, because it'd be easy to see those four as being seen as the future of the company for the next five, ten years. Moving along to the 30th of August, Korokuan Hall for New Japan Premium. Um, a few matches of little consequence here, I would say. Kohei Sato defeated Honma by DQ. Um, we had Masato Tanaka and Riki Choshu defeating Hirasawa and Yuji Nagata. Uh, Liger and Kondo defeated Kishiwara and Takaiwa. Then we had Masahiro Chono versus Takao Omori. And when a time limit draw, 30 minutes, Omori's 38 years old and he said he was retiring after this match for personal reasons. Uh, although it, there's, there's mixed reports on this. It, maybe he backtracked or maybe he said it was more like, I'm just leaving wrestling for now. And he indicated he would be back. Um... But I'm not sure exactly what the, the story is with this. What I do know is that he certainly didn't retire. He came back after about seven months, um, but not with Zero One, which is where he's primarily wrestling now. He came back and he, he joined New Japan. The main event on this show was Shinjiro Otani and Yutaka Yoshi defeating Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Manabu Nakanishi which is a big win for them. Yoshi pinned Nakanishi with a splash off the top. Yeah, it just kind of felt like there was a bit of weird booking, but there it is. Back over to All Japan to finish off the month of August on the 31st. All Japan, Pro Wrestling Love and Ryo Goku. There was an All Japan World Junior heavyweight title match. Ryuji Hijikata, the champion, defeating Kai with an armbar in 14 minutes. And then we had Tenkoji teaming up. Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima defeating Taru and Togi Makabe, the leaders of the uh, All Japan and New Japan's biggest heel stables. So that's kind of a fun matchup. Um, of course, just mentioned before, Kojima had Taru in a singles match because of their history together. Uh, what I didn't mention, um, but have mentioned in previous podcasts, is that they used to be a tag team as well. And Kojima turned on Taru and turned on Voodoo Motors, so um, that's kind of all a part of this feud. Tenzan's inserted himself because, uh, of course, his history with Kojima. Um, before uh, this... Well, this match was kind of booked to be according to uh, the Wrestling Observer, the wild brawl of the show. Um, at the start of the match, Kyle Anderson, Tomohiro Ishii, Gato Jado, and Tomiyaki Honma uh, came down and beat up Kojima and Tenzan. So most of the match was Kojima and Tenzan selling. And then the finish was set up as Makabe going for his lariat the, the, with the chain wrapped around his arm. But he accidentally hit Taru. And then Tenzan tried to finish Taru, but Kojima ended up taking off his arm pad, using the lariat to pin Taru, 
uh, and win the match. After the match, Izuka of New Japan, as well as Zodiac, Kondo, and Yashi of Voodoo Murders, all came down as if they didn't have the numbers already uh, and attacked Kojima and Tenzan. But um, apparently Kojima and Tenzan were able to make their own comeback through that as well. So, um, yeah, uh, they basically two entire stables against two wrestlers and the two wrestlers apparently came out on top, but I'm sure the fans enjoyed that. The main event was, well, actually, no, sorry, there's uh, two matches left, but we have the IWGP title on the line, Keiji Muto coming up against the G1 winner, Hiroki Goto. Now, I found this match on Daily Motion, so not fantastic quality, but I'll link it in the description uh, of the uh, of this podcast. It was a big surprise originally when the it was announced that the G1 winner would be having their title shot at an All Japan show. But I suppose less of a surprise that the Triple Crown title headlined above the IWGP title, um, despite it, I think it being fair to say, a bigger match. Keiji Muto is a bigger star than Goto uh, and the two participants of the Triple Crown match that main events, Suwama and Taiko Kea. Despite Suwama and Taiko being very good wrestlers, it's um, it it seems the to me certainly the IWGP title match is the the bigger match, but at the same time, it makes sense that All Japan would want to put their title as the top um, uh, in in top place on their own show. So, um, as uh, announced earlier, Shinsuke was in Goto's corner, but um, after the match was over, and Keiji Muto successfully defended, defeated Goto, Nakamura seemed to be there, perhaps, just to make sure he was first in the ring to challenge Muto next, and um, that's uh, in the in Muto's future, but also um, there's the, I don't know exactly how they did this, but there was, um, ah, okay, sorry, I don't want to skip ahead too much. So triple crown title match, Suwama drew with Taiokea after 60 minutes. So Suwama did the last ride powerbomb and got a one count when the bell sounded. So it kind of, you know, making it seem like he would have won if he had, Two more seconds, perhaps. But uh, it went to a draw. Um, as an All Japan wrestler, Muto was next in line for the Triple Crown. One might think that a draw would earn you another shot, but um, at the same time, I, I can see why that's not necessarily the case. You know, you had 60 minutes to win. You couldn't beat the champion. You've had your shot. You've had plenty of your shot. You've had 60 minutes of your shot, and you didn't get it done. So, yeah, apparently Muto was next in line for the Triple Crown. Now, that brings me back to what I was saying before, is that, um, yeah, Muto's also in line for the Triple Crown title. Uh, so, it's, I guess we, we're not sure how that's all going to play out, uh, but I'll, I will cover it. 
So, yeah, Muto has two title matches coming up to defend the IWGP title and to challenge for the Triple Crown title. Um, and this will be one of the first times in a long time that the, uh, or, you know, just one of the few times in history that the All Japan champion faces the New Japan champion. Um, because I I think the Triple Crown title match happens first. But that match will only be for the Triple Crown title. But um, we made it. It's September. On the 4th, we begin a new uh, tour for New Japan, New Japan Generation in Saitama. Uh, main event on that show was Goto, Milano Collection, AT, and Nakamura defeating GBH's Carl Anderson, Togi Mikabe, and Toru Yano in 13 minutes. The next night in Tokyo, Liger and Tiger Mask defeated Gato and Jado by DQ when former Rise member, albeit for just one match, Loki made his return to New Japan and attacked Liger and Tiger Mask. Loki hasn't done much since he last appeared for New Japan in February when he picked up a knee injury. Uh, although in that time, he, he still managed to drop the uh, JAPW. Is it uh, Jersey? I, I, I want to look that up now. JAPW. I think it's Jersey. Yeah, Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, he dropped that to Kenny Omega in March. So he, I suppose... <clears throat> Before he got knee surgery, he, he went and dropped that title, did the did the right thing by the promotion, I guess. And um, Kenny Omega's taken that title, and then uh, Loki went in for surgery, and now he's back. And yeah, he did join Rise back then in February. But um, yeah, I don't know, maybe none of them visited him at hospital, so he's unhappy with that, came back and joined GBH. Also on this card, pretty big card this one to uh, open up the tour or the second night of the tour, Tenzana Kojima defeated Carl Anderson and Takashi Izuka. And then we had a tag title match. Now I found this one on YouTube as well, so you can find it in the description. Togi Makabe and Toru Yano defending against Hiroki Goto and Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura's music hits and Goto comes out first, tailed by uh, loose Nakamura, wearing a singlet and boxer trunks, swaying his arms as he walks. He still does the hand gestures before entering the ring, but he, you can, you can see it. He's becoming more comfortable. His uh, he's, 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 uh, gimmicks changing up a bit um, and he's also pretty popular in uh, Corrigan Hall the baby faces in the match are pretty successful early on but GBH's usual tricks keep them in it Nakamura cops a low blow from Yano and then gets beaten up on the outside by Makabe and Honma with the rest of GBH serving as tr protection from the Rise members at ringside Makabe and Goto have a strong battle of spirit, but the uh, oh that the the crowd are certainly behind Goto in, but Makabe comes out on top. 
When Makabe goes for the knee drop, however, Nakamura interrupts and gives Goto the chance to suplex Makabe down instead. And there's a double team driver that's hit but the by the baby faces, but the pin is broken up by Yano. I mean the the baby faces in this match are Goto and Nakamura, even though um in other matches perhaps they would be the heels. They're they're kind of tweeners in a in a in a way, but um I think generally would be regarded as baby faces and certainly are in this match. Everyone's baby face against GBH. Um so yeah, they, they hit the double team driver. Yano breaks up the pin on Makabe, uh who um then gets hit by a fisherman buster uh, by Goto, and then he has to kind of slump out of that pin fall as well to stay in it. There's a, a lariat and a pair of back suplexes to keep uh, Togi Makabe down. And then it looks like Goto's got the match one when he hits a Shoutenkai. But um, the referee gets dragged out of the ring before he can count the pinfall. And now GPH just run in and attack all at once. But it's Giant Bernard and Rick Fuller that come out to make the save. Or so it seemed at first. They pick up Nakamura and Goto, only to knock them back down and turn on Rise. The magic killer struck on Goto before the uh, MVP, the, the team in the match, take over. Yano setting Makabe up for the chained lariat. The referees rolled back into the ring to see the King Kong knee drop land, and he counts the pinfall, allowing the tag team champions to retain. Bernard and Fuller are about to attack Nakamura again when Tanahashi, of all people, runs out to make the save, clears the ring just merely with its presence, and then he invites the whole group in to fight, but none of them take up the challenge. But um, still, that's the main event. GBH retain the titles and leave the arena with three more official members than they had when they walked in. Low-key, Rick Fuller, Giant Bernard, now with GBH. Um, and they're really strong additions. We're going to skip over to Noah here for a moment. On the 7th of September, Noah Navigate Shiny Navigation is what this tour was called. And uh, they drew a big house in the Nippon Budokan, 11 and a half reportedly there, to watch the end of the Nippon TV Cup. It's a junior heavyweight tag league, in the final of which was Kenta and Taiji Ishimori. And they defended, uh, sorry, defeated Kotari Suzuki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru in 12 and a half minutes when Kenta hit Kanemaru with the go to sleep and pinned him. That earns them a uh, junior tag title shot in Noah. And then in the main event on this show, the GHC Heavyweight Championship, defended by Takashi Morishima, uh, challenged by Kensuke Sasaki. The match was a collection of back suplexes and hard lariats. Sasaki used four back suplexes. Masa Saito was at ringside for this match, and Sasaki used Saito's old prison deathlock move. And then Sasaki won after a lariat, a German suplex, another lariat, and a Northern Lights bomb after what was said to be a very physically strong match. 
which would be expected from these two. But um, it is a title change. The reaction was apparently very big for it. Uh, said to be one of the best heavyweight singles matches of the year in Japan. Um, this is all the report from the Observer, by the way. I now just realized that I didn't look this up. So I didn't get the chance to watch it, my, watch it myself, but I think I found it. Yes, I found it. Oh, goodness. All right, well, this is viewing for me later, but I'm going to chuck this in. Special thanks to King's Arc. Great YouTube channel. So that'll be in the description for you. Um, and it sounds like it's a highly recommended match. I'll certainly be going back and watching it. Um, sorry I didn't do that earlier. I could have given you more of a... Well, you know what? I, I try to keep it shorter on the kind of outside of New Japan matches anyway. So I'm not sure how much more I would have added to that. But I guess we can go see if Meltzer was right or not in terms of how many back suplexes he counted. Um, but there you go. We've got uh, Sasaki the new GHC heavyweight champion. And he became the first person here, by the way, to win the Triple Crown, the IWGP heavyweight title, and the GHC heavyweight title. So this was quite a momentous occasion here. Sasaki writing himself into the history books once again. Um, Morishima, incidentally, was recently having trial matches for the WWE. And there was talk of John Laurinaitis setting up an agreement between the promotions... Uh, nothing came of whatever those intentions were, uh, except perhaps this title change, because it's it's possible that this title change was planned in accordance with Morishima's um, potential exit to WWE. So um, otherwise, you know, who knows? I'm, I mean, I know they're high on Morishima in uh, Noah, so... Um, yeah, maybe maybe that's uh, changed things. But either way, apparently a very good match, so check it out. On the Also on the 7th, uh, the New Japan Generation Tour continued. We had Gato and Jado with Low Key defeating Kanemoto, sorry, Koji Kanemoto, Taichi Ishikari, and Tiger Mask. There was also... Um, the another GBH team of Makabe, Honma, Ishii, and Yano defeating Goto, Milano Collection, Prince Devitt, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So they didn't use uh, Rick Fuller and Giant Bernard, not in that match at least, but um, they uh, GBH is as strong as ever. The next night on the 8th, Taguchi defeated Devitt in a singles match. Goto... Milano and Nakamura defeated Makabe, Honma, and Yano, getting that win back for Rise. Skip a few days. On the 12th, Prince Devitt defeated Yoshihashi in a singles match. And they're going back and forth with wins and losses here. Makabe, Ishii, and Yano defeated Goto, Milano, and Nakamura. Then on the 13th, in Kanagawa, Tanahashi... Nakanishi and Nagata defeated a, uh, well, a weaker GBH team in Anderson, Honma, and Ishii. Um, that was in just over 14 minutes. But uh, reportedly, they're doing a Yuji Nagata versus Masato Tanaka program. Um, oh, actually, sorry, I'm reading this. This is italic in my notes because it's uh, from The Observer. 
we already know that we've we've had Nagata and uh, Tanaka matches. Um, but what's significant about that in this match is that Tanaka did a run in here, beat down Nagata um, after Nagata's team won the match. So that sets up a singles match between Nagata and, uh, or further sets up Nagata and Tanaka uh, for the Sumo Hall show coming up on well, in a month's time, on the 13th of October. Uh, he's also reportedly, or he's also reported here that Zero One Max is in really poor shape financially at the moment. So um, we'll see how Nagata can help them there. Also on the 13th of September was All Japan. They had uh, the beginning of their flashing tour. Gosh, I hope that's okay for children to attend. It's in Korokun Hall. 1,800 apparently in attendance, so much better draw for them than uh, earlier in the month. On this show, Suwama defeated Akira Raijin, but it was a scary situation here. Raijin suffered a serious concussion. Um, there were there were trading hard chops when Akira apparently just blacked out, and he was unconscious on the mat for five minutes before being carried out on a stretcher rushed by ambulance to the local hospital and apparently didn't regain consciousness for a further two hours at the hospital. He was diagnosed with severe brain concussion and he was kept at the hospital for a few days. Will obviously be kept out of action for a while. Um, Probably not long enough. We'll see. Um, He's apparently also, this makes it even scarier, uh, he suffered a serious concussion back in February of 2006 from a stiff lariat um, so, I mean, you know, they're a year, two and a half years apart, but like serious, like heavy concussions, like, like this being out for two and a half hours, maybe total is really scary. Um, that, I mean, these days that's probably retirement time. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, all Japan guys, including Muto, went to visit him at hospital after the show. Um, Rajin was apparently supposed to start in TNA soon. Um, but uh, look, just it's from the same Observer issue. I may as well uh, address it now here. So it's uh, regarding Muto's future. The... Um, Apparently, Hiroshi Hase is trying to recruit Muto into the um, Japanese uh, political party Jiminto. Jiminto. The Jiminto party. Um, He thinks uh, Muto would be a strong name. They would get... um, Yeah... Uh, some some votes in the party for uh, Muto coming in to be um, some some part of that. Um, Meltzer quips here, I'd hate to vote for someone into office who did the job Muto did in running this company. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, All Japan apparently are in rather rough shape financially as well, unfortunately, like uh, Zero One. Um, there's rumors of the sale reported with a grain of salt. 
Let's move along. Uh, continuing on this New Japan Generation Tour, Nakamura defeated Carl Anderson in singles. Uh, this is on the 14th. Nakamura defeated Carl Anderson in singles competition. GBH, we see uh, Giant Bernard and Rick Fuller teaming up with Makabe defeating Goto, Milano, and Devitt. Also on the 14th, TNA held their No Surrender pay-per-view event in the General Motors Center in Ontario, Canada. Um, apparently this one's remembered for being the first TNA pay-per-view held outside the United States and for the return of Jeff Jarrett to TNA television. I'm not sure how many people remember it for that reason. Maybe some people remember it for this reason. Jason Clevett of the professional wrestling section of uh, Canada's, uh, the Canadian Online Explorer rated the show 3 out of 10. Stating TNA's pay-per-view debut in Canada was one of the weakest shows in recent memory, overwhelmed by horrible overbooking by TNA that once again proves that they do not know what their fan base wants. Um, well, uh, I've got a few of these ridiculous matches here. We've got a, a Ladder of Love match for SoCal Val, in which Sanjay Dutt defeated Jay Lethal. Please don't tell me. There was a woman on top of a ladder or suspended above the ring that needed to be retrieved by climbing the ladder. I'm sure it was some kind of like contract. Oh, you know, jeez, oh, it sounds terrible. I don't want to think about it anymore. They had the TNA tag titles on the line, beer money, uh, retaining against the Latin America exchange. Um, there was a mixed martial arts match. AJ Styles versus Frank Trigg ended at a no contest after six minutes um, because apparently Styles used weapons, which is just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that there was weapons used in a TNA match. Uh, and three-way match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, Samoa Joe retained his title against Christian Cage and Kurt Angle. Earlier on the show, Sting announced uh, at... TNA's October event, uh, which is bound for glory, that he'd be challenging uh, for the world championship, whoever may hold it at that point. But during this match, uh, the the title match, Joe Cage and Angle, uh, Jeff Jarrett made his on-screen return to the promotion. Uh, he hasn't been around since May of 2007, and he helped Joe retain the world heavyweight championship. Great. Uh, once okay, for, I've got another show, a fourth show on the 14th. It was a big day. This is Ring of Honor. I believe the first time we've mentioned, uh, or at least covered a Ring of Honor event on this podcast. Um, it was in Tokyo. Differ Ariake is the uh, location of the um, uh, yeah the, the name of the arena. We had no limits. Tetsuya Naito and Yujiro taking on Genma, Genba Hirayanagi and Katara Suzuki um, and winning. The New Japan kids, Naito and Yujiro, get the win over They Are Noah guys. And after the show, it was announced that Naito and Yujiro would challenge Kotaro, uh, Kotaro Suzuki and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, who were the GHC Junior Tag Champions. Um, so they earned a shot at the NOAA 
junior tag titles, No Limit did, um, for at the end of this month in Yokohama. Now, what we just covered before was that Kenta and Taiji Ishimori won the NTV Junior Tag Cup, which would usually give them the first title shot. Um, now, I think what's happening here is that there's there's going to be a bit of a, a juniors, and maybe this is a part of it in the narrative that um, the New Japan guys are, are skipping the line, but um, I believe there's, there's a bit of a feud brewing there with the juniors of New Japan and, and Noah. That's the, the idea here. Uh, this will be the first time a New Japan wrestler has challenged for a Noah title since Tanahashi faced Takashi Rikio for the GHC title excuse me, uh, at the 2005 Tokyo Dome show. Now, um, to matches of more Ring of Honor consequence, we've got Austin Aries defeating Tyler Black. He would one day become Seth Rollins. Kazushi Miyamoto defeated Eddie Edwards. Taiji Ishimori defeated El Generico, one day to become Sami Zayn. Davey Richards and Takashi Morishima defeated the Briscoes. Um, we had the junior heavyweight title, the GHC junior heavyweight title on the line. Uh, the champion, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. So he's both the junior singles champion and the tag champion at this time. Uh, Kanemaru just being a baller. But he was defeated by Brian Danielson. So Brian Danielson of Ring of Honor is the new GHC junior heavyweight champion. They went over 20 minutes there. That would have been a fun match. Can we look that up? I mean, once again, it's not a... Um, it's not a New Japan match, so I wouldn't have gone into too much detail anyway. Well, I did find... A... Okay, no, that's just an ad for it. Um, no. I can't see it here. Although this one might be useful to us later. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Oh, no. That one's already taken place. Okay. Never mind. We shall continue. So, Brian Danielson. Surely I wouldn't have to tell you to become Daniel Bryan. Uh, let's finish off here. So, we had Katsuhiko Nakajima and Naomichi Marafuji defeating Kenta and Kota Ibushi. In a time limit draw, and they went 35 minutes. I'm not sure if that was a time limit draw at 30 minutes and then they added five minutes, or if Ring of Honor or, or, or Noah or whoever put this together, um, if they just uh, have 35 minute matches. I don't know. And then Kensuke Sasaki, no title on the line here, but he defeated Roderick Strong for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that was the Main event, Nigel McGuinness successfully defended against Jimmy Jacobs in 21 minutes. Now, of New Japan consequence here, uh, and again, with a grain of salt, this is from the Wrestling Observer uh, on the 15th of September. Gato and Jado have achieved their dream as they are now booking New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, along with Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Ricky Choshu is no longer has uh, any... Involvement in the booking, he's strictly talent. Um, and Liger was apparently 
the impetus in Choshu being out. Um, so there you go. They're, um, they've taken over. It's uh, officially the, the Gato era, I suppose. Perhaps you can say. I don't know if he's was a top dog right from the beginning or not, but um, there you go. Uh, okay, let's uh, continue along here. The New Japan Generation Tour is still ongoing. Inoue defeated Anderson on the 15th of September in a singles match. Bernard Fuller and oh, sorry, Bernard Fuller, Makabe and Ishii defeated Goto, Milano, Devitt and Nakamura. That GBH and Rise feud continuing. We uh, skip a few days for the next um, part of the tour. was uh, the 19th. Yujiro defeated Hirasawa. Devitt defeated Okada. And Rise got their win back over GBH. Go to Milano. Nakamura defeating Bernard, Anderson, and Fuller. The American contingent of GBH. On the 20th, Devitt defeated Ishi uh, Taichi Ishikari. Uh, and Bernard Fuller and Makabe defeated Godo, Milano, and Nakamura. Feeling repetitive? That's because it is. Uh, the 21st, the end of this tour? I think it is. It's a, it's a big show. Um, it's, I mean, according to Meltzer, one of the most successful events in a long time in Kobe. They drew 8,000 fans in Hyogo. Uh, for this uh, end of the tour, and we have a new Japan, uh, a new Japan World match here: Kazuchika Okada versus Yoshihashi. Now we know the result of that: Yoshihashi never defeats Okada, but um, yeah, kind of a strange one to have up on New Japan World. But uh, there you go. I'll link it in the description. You can see it there. We had Koji Kanemoto defeating Jushin Thunder Liger in eight minutes. There was uh, Milano Collection AT defeating Taichi Ishikari. This was a US-themed grudge match. Um, it was based around the TNA World Cup because Milano and uh, Taichi were scheduled to be a team, but due to visa issues, Taichi never came. So they pushed this as Milano looking for revenge on Taichi for deserting his team and not coming to the US. And when it was over, Milano said that their problems had been settled and they will team up next month because, uh, yeah, Milano won that one. No Limit, Naito and Yujiro uh, teamed up with Nagata to defeat Nakanishi, Prince Devitt, and Ryusuke Taguchi. And Goto and Nakamura teamed up with Tanahashi and Inoue to defeat Giant Bernard, Carl Anderson, Rick Fuller, and Toru Yano of GBH. Now to the uh, the bigger matches. The Junior Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Tiger Mask, of course, the champion. His fourth reign came to an end at the hands of Low Key after 15 minutes and a key crusher. Low-key, not back for long, making a big impact. He's the new junior heavyweight champion in New Japan. Then we had Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima defeating Takashi Izuka and Tomohiro Ishii. Tenzan making Ishii submit to the Anaconda Vice. The main event, what we've been 
well, actually, what there's really been not much build toward at all. I don't know where this came from. Because, of, of course, last time we were talking about Nakamura getting the next shot. But um, for the IWGP title, Keiji Muto defends against Togi Makabe. Um, so, a funny dynamic here. I said uh, earlier in this podcast that GBH are always the heels. Well, um, despite being the leader, the heeliest of heels in the company, what happened in this match uh, was uh, actually, and I'll, I'll just I'll read from the report uh, from the Wrestling Observer. Unlike what would be the case in most scenarios where the heel becomes a babyface because he's our heel, of course, that referring to Makabe being a New Japan guy and Keiji Muto being an All Japan guy, what they did here was they immediately established Muto as the face when Giant Bernard, Rick Fuller, Carl Anderson, and Toru Yano attacked Muto at ringside. Makabe hit Muto with the chain and Muto juiced. The referee then booked the guy's uh, or booted the guys, my apologies, out of the ring uh, or out of ringside so um, it, to try and make it a fair one-on-one match, even though Muto's just taken a beating. The finish of the match saw Muto finally gain the chain from Makabe, wrapped it around his knee, and then a shining wizard with the chain, followed by a moonsault for the pin at 19 minutes. And after the match, Nakamura came out and once again challenged for the title. So perhaps it was just uh, misreported earlier. Um, Nakamura uh, in Muto's, uh, sorry, in Goto's corner after that match. I mean, I can still see him getting in the ring and maybe just doing a bit of a stare down with Muto, but not necessarily making his challenge. Um, and perhaps after this match, he has uh, made his challenge a bit clearer rather than just doing the old stare down. Maybe this time he grabbed the mic and said, no, no, I would like a title shot. So uh, that's going to happen at the Big Sumo Hall event on October 13th for uh, New Japan. Now, there's still some big matches uh, at the end of September. And given we did such a big podcast last time, I might leave it there. Um... So yeah, uh, like I said, there's it it the, it's it's still packed. It's still packed full of stuff going on, especially with all the other promo- all the promotions. Really, it seems working with each other. So there's there's a lot of moving pieces at this time. And I mean, fair play to Muto. He is an active champion, um, despite not even working for the company. So uh, that's pretty cool too. But all right. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening to this one. And until next time, have a good one.